Welcome to Take Me Through Your Day. On this week's episode, we have uh, a two-parter. Uh, both of these interviews are guys that are in IT, even though they do very different jobs. Uh, well, not very different, but different. Um, they're sitting in with each other because I feel like they had more questions to, for each other than I would for them not really know anything about this stuff. So, um, this particular episode has some interesting hobbies in it, like, um, you know, amateur racing or competition, gun shooting. There's information on everything in here. It's kind of exciting. So, um, you know, strap in, enjoy this one. And in the next episode, he'll also be in there chiming in. So that's that's what that is. Uh, as per usual, if you would like to be interviewed, or you know someone who'd like to be interviewed, you can reach us at TakeMeTYD at Gmail and at TakeMeTYD on all social media. So uh, without further ado, uh, enjoy the show. So my actual title is Junior Systems Administrator. Okay. But I do like I don't know thirty different things that don't fall <laughs> under that. But I mean, is it is like a general like IT thing? No, it's more along the lines of like server management. Is that that's what that title yeah, falls yeah, in line yeah. with? Like workstation management, server management, keeping things up to date, keeping things compliant, and um, locking down security in certain aspects. Um, it's not full fledged security, but you would work with the security team if we had one. But that's another part of my job. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you just you're kind of a catch-all with that kind of stuff. Yeah. What's the um, the the business itself? Like you don't have to tell me the actual name, but it's just what... an online retailer essentially. Oh, online retailer. Yeah. So okay. like if you compare it to like an Amazon or Walmart came out with their recent online seller, like Central, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, it's just an online retailer. It has multiple websites that you can purchase different types of products on. Now, is it like a physical hub for the actual products, or are you just working with the, uh, you know, like the data of it? Uh, it is a physical hub. We have, there's multiple warehouses. So there's one in, and there's one in, uh, just in, and our main location is out. Uh, but yeah, it is a hub, but they do everything. They have the office spaces there, um, warehouses there that contains all the products, all the shipping stuff. Everything's done in-house. Mm -hmm. So, I, I'm assuming there's some kind of physical office that you have to show up to. Yeah, I right. wish there wasn't, but yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean like it's it's an office with a desk and like a place that you sit. Yeah, I okay. have my cubicle and I'm locked in about nine hours a day. Nine hours a day. Okay, so, so all right, so let's go um, start at the at the beginning. What time do you wake up? Uh, all depends. Uh, my schedule's changed over the past few years, but. I mean, I'm, I wake up late regardless of what I'm doing. <laughs> well, uh, how often do the shifts change? Is it is it a common thing or is it just like a, you know every eight months or something depending like Depending on like scheduled maintenance and things like that, uh, actual scheduled time I work is 7.30 to 5, roughly. Okay, so let's just go with the 7.30 that you have to be there. What, um, what are you setting your alarm for? Do you use an alarm? Yeah, on my phone I use an alarm. Uh, it's normally set for 6.30. Okay, and what's what's the commute time? It's like 15, 20 minutes. Okay, so so when you wake up, what is, what is the, the little window of what you get to do before you, you hit the road? Yell at my dogs. <laughs> Number one, wake up now. Yeah, we normally take care of the dogs initially in the morning and then hop right into the shower, which wakes me up, and get our lunches together. And Because we both drive the same car. Me and my mm. wife drive the same car. 
So uh, we'll get everything together and then we'll head out. She drops me off um, with my car. She gets to drive every day. Um, <laughs> and then she goes to uh, work as well. And then she just picks me up on the way back home. All right. What do you uh, What do you guys do for breakfast? You cooking? You, you grab granola some? bar. Granola bar. Literally every day, same thing. All right. Nature yeah. Valley, sweet and salty. That's you know it. what I mean? <laughs> no, I love that. I love when there's some good answer like that. That's, that's I'm always looking for. Yeah, it. we're pretty basic, and that's if we're lucky, really. I mean, because I normally take it to work, and then uh, nine seconds after I walk through the door at work, you know, the whole place is on fire. So <laughs> that's only what happens. So the commute. Do you listen to anything? Uh. Depends on what car I'm in. Well, just but, generally, like music, podcasts, radio. Yeah, if it's on in in the morning and ninety six one's on because it drives so, uh, you know, to to so work as well. So general general pop stays. of the time. Yeah, she just leaves that on. I don't really listen to music when I drive all that often. It like I said, it depends on the car. Because if I'm driving a car that I like to feel and enjoy, I don't listen to music. So it's just silent, just listening to the car yeah. itself. How was that car you got there? What is that again? A Nissan 240SX. And uh, is it, how's, that, how's that running? It Good. Runs. Manual, right? Good? Runs, of course. Yes. I race, I race that car, so I actually race autocross. Nice. SCCA events. How often do you do that? Not very often. I think it's, uh, it's like almost every other month. I think we end up getting to go because it's dependent on mine and my best friend's schedule. What yeah, he has a busy schedule, so how do you get involved in something like that? You just basically Which is sign just, up for show up. up. Yeah, I well, mean, I mean, I'm sure just, it costs something to get into. Right? Yeah, you just you, you can either be a member, um, okay, or you can pay a membership fee, or you can just basically show up and it, here's my money. Can I race? <laughs> and they say, yeah, here you go. You can race. They check your car out. Um, they do like a tech inspection that makes sure mm-hmm. that it's safe to drive and. Uh, you just go ahead and race, and that's that's pretty much it. It's pretty safe um, as far as types of racing go. It's probably the safest just because it's normally an open parking lot, and they just set up random, random. Not, I guess not randomized because they do um, spec it out prior, but cones to go through. So it's not even like an actual road course. It would just be cones that you have to go through, and you get penalties if you hit a cone, penalties if you're off track, things like that. But, that sounds awesome. I want to do that. You can you can come <laughs> one day and just ride along. Yeah. What um what's something like that cost? Just for you know the listeners. Not that I'm interested. <laughs> um, it, to be a member, if I'm remembering correctly, it's seventy dollars. I want to say to be a member, and that's a year. What? Yeah. That's ridiculously cheap. I thought you were gonna say like seven hundred bucks, twelve hundred bucks. It's seventy dollars initially. So you get the year membership, and then okay. the first event you go to is free. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you get a discounted price on the event every time you go to one. So you still have to pay even if you're a membership. What's what's the fee? So you're just so I think it's you're already I think in it's it. either twenty five or thirty if you're a member. That's ridiculous. How many people are at this thing? The last one we went to. There were about, it was a big event because it was at an airport. It was about 40-some people. That, that's, They're only yeah. like one a minute and a half runs. They're not really that long. So you get to do about five or six minute and a half runs. Oh, it's still very exciting. I, I oh, didn't even know that that was a thing. Your heart races, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've I've even, we see cars go off course, you know, hit, like actually off course in the grass. We saw a Corvette. Um, when I was working the track, because you, you have to race and then you work the track. When I was working the track... One of the runs, uh, Corvette was coming in way hot. It was an older gentleman, 
and uh, he was just flying. He ended up oversteering, and if I don't know if everybody knows what oversteering is, but uh, you're gonna whip your rear end out, and he ended up just spinning off into the grass. And I mean, you're looking at like a fifty thousand dollar Corvette at least. I mean, it's not super new, but uh, you you know you fear like a car could have get could have got mangled. Yeah. If anything had happened to it, I would have been real upset because everybody's weekend cars, you know. It's yeah. Not professional. Yeah, I mean, I mean, fun. you mentioned that it was pretty safe. Um, is is do, do people get hurt? Is that an eventuality? Or, I mean, you've been doing this for a while, I assume. Did Any, you, have you ever seen anyone get severely injured? No. Um, All right, good. I've well, seen that's cars not, get damaged. Well, yeah, I, I, that's severely I think a given. injured. No, it's not. It's not that dangerous. I mean, you're required to wear an approved helmet. Um, that's uh, Snell approved. I think it's 2005 and newer. I think Snell rated. Uh, helmets but i mean you're wearing you're wearing a helmet you're not re- required to have a roll cage like certain racing or anything like that it's just they check the safety of the vehicle how it's running how it feels and then uh excuse me got the hiccups. Uh, <laughs> and then uh you would then just get the safety check on your helmet and you're good to go i mean it's just it's it's pretty safe when yeah it, when it comes down to racing pretty it's pretty straightforward safe. I mean, it's not compared to you know drifting where drifting is I mean, it, it, drifting can be real dangerous depending on the course. I mean, I'm, a few years back, I went to go watch an event. It was just uh, like amateur. And I guess it wouldn't be considered amateur. It was pro am, so it's it's a step below professional. Okay. Essentially, and um, we saw a car slide directly in the wall at like an 80 mile per hour entry and just crumpled the car. Ooh. It was just done. It was it was done. <laughs> the guy had to be you know pulled off. And an ambulance and everything it was it was a mess but he stopped racing for a little while but he's finally actually back so that was about in vegas oh. when i lived out there oh good it's so so you're saying that this essentially that you've been doing is kind of the entry level like that if yeah. you want to get started this is where to start this is the uh midlife crisis style of racing <laughs> yeah so you know you're 45 years old and your wife goes i'll let you buy whatever your dream car and then all those forty-five-year-old men go out with their Corvettes, with their Mustangs, and they beat the shit out of them, <laughs> yeah. and they enjoy it. So I mean, that's that's essentially what this style of racing is. It's just for people to enjoy driving their car in a safe environment instead of people being assholes on the road, yeah, and almost killing themselves or other people. So yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Dig into that a little bit more. But let's let's power back into your daily life because we haven't. We've barely gotten into you getting to work yet. Oh, I have so, so you much to talk you about, you so. <laughs> you get you get into the building. What is your first move? You straight to your office, or is there like a checklist of? of yeah. Um, so like it's dependent on what's going on, what's scheduled. Really, um, try to get to my cubicle. Uh, that is actually in an open area with other people that work in our company that aren't in our department, which is a pain in the butt because. And you have people at your cubicle every five seconds. But um, I'll get there, log right in, check my email, make sure nothing's urgent, check voicemail, make sure nothing's urgent, nothing's on fire, and uh, just go from there, really. Um, yeah, that would be the first step is just log in and just boot up a computer. Okay, so you get in, you check that there's nothing that urgent. What What is your next few hours? What, what, are, you, what are you getting uh, into? I mean, so... Th- it's uh, again dependent on what is scheduled and what actually needs to be done, but there are daily requirements to the job. Um, a lot of my dailies are involved with security, so I will do a lot of 
um, blog uh, review and re report analysis, things like that to make sure you know we have a safe environment. Um, I do. Well, I mean, what does that what does that entail? Like, how do you assess that? There's a bunch of different software that records um, you know different packet transfers. Um, you know, uh, editing of, you know, our Active Directory services, which is, you know, our users. and Oh, so you just monitor. Monitor that. They monitor daily and then you review the logs ah. in detail. Uh, so it's a, it's a lot of reading <laughs> and basically just looking at it and seeing, oh, this is not supposed to be here. This is out of the ordinary. Why did this user log into 17 different machines that day? Because yeah. they only work at one machine. Yeah. You know, so you got to look look into well, okay, well, why, why was it at 3 a.m.? Nobody's here at 3 a.m. working, um, because it is just a nine to five type job. Yeah. So it's it's just uh, that's that's the log and review part of everything. So you're monitoring the security in house and beyond, or just in house? It, it's all internal. Oh, okay. Yeah. So internal meaning through what we own, like what what. Uh, you know the warehouses we own, not necessarily uh, just that specific building. So it's yeah, but the, in, in, inside the company, correct? Yeah. Yep. All right. So, is it? Do you find it monotonous, or do you take a little bit of enjoyment trying to trying to dig around and, and find some the issues? Some people do. Some, <laughs> you, one, do you? I'm not one of those people. <laughs> okay. um, that's not really what I got in this field to do. What um, was your original in intention? Original intention was I, I really loved working with different hardware and setting, mm -hmm. actually physically setting things up. Yeah. Which doesn't get to happen all that often. It does happen. Um, we do build computers. We do, you know, assemble servers, things like that. We mm -hmm. do get to do that when we have to purchase it for ourselves. Um, but it's not something like we do. We get, get to do every day. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the things we deal with are, is user support and assisting people within the company. Um, not really what I'm all about. I'm not a huge people person. I mean, I can yeah, I can bullshit with the best of them, but it's just it's it gets to you at some some point where you got to deal with all these people and talk to all these people all day long, and all you got to do is basically listen to their problems and end up resolving their issues, mm -hmm. whether it's caused by you or your department or caused by them just not knowing how to do their own job. Yeah, which is one way how I I put this field is you know if you want to work in IT, you basically learn everybody else's job. Figure yeah. out how to do their job and show them how to do their job, so you know how to do everybody's <laughs> job within the company. Yeah, and it's kind of uh, not unfair, but it's kind of just uh, not worth the aggravation. I was saying, do you idea. do you get compensated for that? Do you get that kind of praise? Not at all. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, oh yeah, if you want to jump okay, in, go ahead. And how much input we can give? Um, how how what's the value of the company? Like, how big of a company are we even talking about here? The value of the company. I mean, last year they think they made thirty-one, thirty-two million dollars. Not profit, but total sales. Total sales. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's what you tell me. Tell you the truth, there's not much profit every year. Out. I can yeah. tell you that much, just due to the fact that uh, the spending is put in the wrong place oh, all okay. the time, and uh, you know that we have nothing to do with that. But fair enough. <laughs> well, let's. I want to backtrack just a little bit because um, I want to dive into your background. Um, to get from, let's say, high school to where you are now. You want to paint just like a, you know, give me the broad strokes of, of what you did to get from there to here? Okay. Where do you want to start? Start in high school. Start what did you, what did you have in your high school? No, just general high school. Like, did you have an idea of what you wanted to do for a living when, when you got out of high school? 
Yeah, in a, in a way, um, I did have an idea of it, not necessarily my own idea of what I wanted to do. It was more along the lines of what my parents wanted me to do, or <laughs> yeah. more along the lines of what everybody else thought I should do, just because I was good at certain subjects, or uh, I just had that that familiarity with certain tasks. Um, That's pretty common. Yeah, so people kind of, not necessarily pushed me, but guided me in the direction of becoming an engineer, and did not appeal to me when I got to college. Mm-hmm. And found out what engineering was about, yeah. um, which is basically just math all day long. <laughs> you get to look at, you get to do math. It's not actually design. Uh, there are some design aspects to it, um, but the majority of it is is math, and that's really all it is. I have I have a friend that ended up going to school mm-hmm. for an engineer. It was our plan to go together and yeah. everything. He graduated as an engineer. It took him a few years to actually get a steady job, just because a lot of the jobs contract work. Once he did find. You know, his job, uh, he f- still does not enjoy it to this day. Uh, he's he's got to deal with uh, all kinds of different issues that have nothing to do with engineering. doesn't actually apply his educational experience, which I find is really common with yes. with, uh, with college attendees. Um, but, but, yeah, so I was pushed, not pushed, but guided, I guess, in, into engineering. Um, found out it wasn't for me. That's... So so okay, you're you're in college. You're 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 going for engineering. You realize this is absolutely not for you. What do you do next? What's the next move? Find out what I'm good on different uh, subject I'm good at, which was always computers, computers, electronics, any type of yeah, any type of electronic I could really fix or take take apart and put back together, you know, things like that. Um, and then it just pushed me towards computers because it was something I could not necessarily, I wouldn't say easy um, to get an education in, but it was catered to what I knew personally, like yeah. my personal background. So I uh, went into that, ended up getting a job right out of school, and I wasn't, I didn't even have a bachelor's at that point, but I got a job right out of school in it, and I'm still at that job to this day. Just, oh, so that's, that's okay. I thought yeah. there were going to be a few steps removed. No, <laughs> no, no. I got right into this job, and I started as a support person, so it wasn't, it wasn't, I, like, I started as a systems administrator. Um, I started as somebody calls you up, my email password is yeah. incorrect. I need you to reset it. That's what I started as. Um, and then just over time, just responsibilities came and came and came and came and came and, came and just added to what and you eventually got to the spot where you're at. Correct. Yeah. And we're, we're just going to slam right back into present day. You're at your desk. You're doing this monotonous work. What's the next thing you're looking forward to? Is it lunch? Is that like what's... I think that's everybody's, but re- realistically, my lunch is never for myself. Like, it, <laughs> if I'm at my... Because I eat lunch at my desk. I don't eat in the cafeteria. I tend to not want to talk to people in my lunch. Oh, so it's just a convenience thing. thing? You just rather eat at your desk than... Yeah, they have like a little uh, eating area, and I just I don't feel like listening to other people's bullshit all day. <laughs> yeah. So I want to just, you know, have that, that 45 minutes to myself. Um, but since I am salary, a lot of issues just arise, and, I'm, and I get interrupted. I would say on a, a weekly basis, I probably get to eat lunch, you know, without any interruptions, maybe like twice a week. Oh, yeah. So that sucks. And you know, an eight-hour. It, well, it's technically not an eight-hour day. It's like a nine-hour day. But uh, if if you include that lunchtime in there, so it ends up being like a nine-hour workday instead of it's being you know an eight-hour and fifteen-minute workday. Yeah. Whereas uh, you know it would be in a normal position. You know, you 
try not to get interrupted, but that's not not mine. Okay, I'm so I'm trying to just get into the psychology of the job at this point. So you're not leaving your desk for lunch, and you still have how many hours in the day? Like, well, when's your lunch versus when you leave? It all depends on scheduling around other people in the department. Okay, so, so just, I, like, generally speaking, what normally, are you doing from the in-between? Is it just more of the same? Normally, it's 11.30 is when I eat lunch, so... Okay. It's, it's kind of cut in half, directly mm-hmm. in half. So if I arrive at 7.30, you know, that's four hours. 11.30, um, I'll eat lunch for 45 minutes, and then I'll just take the rest of the half of the day, you know, to work and everything, and uh, it's kind of cut right in half. There's, there's very rarely do I take late lunches um, unless something is scheduled purposely over somebody else's lunch, like something needed to be done or, you yeah. know, a server needed to be restarted over the warehouse taking lunch because um, they were having an issue earlier and the update can only be applied after a restart, like things like that. So thing, if things aren't scheduled, it's it's pretty cut, pretty straightforward. It's cut in half at the lunchtime. Okay. That's, so I'm just, I was trying to find like, like checkpoints throughout the day to psychologically get through it. So you're saying they're basically, it's just, get whatever you get and that's that's it yeah if you stay busy um like out not at your desk stay busy like if there are things you're doing throughout the day that don't involve you staring at a computer screen yeah it goes fast if well, you're, so, go ahead if you're staring at that screen and you're looking at these logs and you know certain things that you do every day um it just drags that's what i was kind of getting yeah, at it, but but let's like, say you're just Solving problems. I imagine that's more exciting to, to be correcting other people's issues. It depends. So it <laughs> depends on what the issue is, for one, and if the user actually had this issue prior and you already showed them how to fix it. Uh-huh. And this happens, I want to say, 80% of the time. Uh, you're constantly showing somebody how to do their own job, and it's it gets to the point where you just like, why do you why do you even still have a job if you can't even perform your daily functions of your job? And I'm... I'm helping you perform those and I have never, I'm not account. I'm not an accountant. I'm not, you know, I don't work with products. You know, I don't do those certain things. Why do I have to know how to do it? Yeah. Why am I better at it for one? Like, yeah, there's no reason why I should be, you do this every day. Um, so it, it comes down to what the type of problem is and who is having the issue or if it's a, you know, widespread issue, things like that. Certain things get exciting though. They definitely do. All right. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty exciting. The, the, the problem solving aspect of it yeah or so like I, I just anytime I, I talk to someone who sits at a desk all day I, I just picture torture so yeah uh, I would I mean it's exciting I would say the the best times uh, to be working there would be whenever something horribly goes wrong because that's whenever it's exciting I mean <laughs> well let's get into that do you have any good stories do you have any like just one-offs oh, that are just like holy shit? Tons of stories. Let's, I mean, let's throw some at me here. All right, we'll go over two. Two okay. separate ones. Um, one's more generalized, so it happens every so often. Um, I'll start with a little background on it. We do... Uh, I am responsible for training security for users, like user security training. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't click that link or don't click that attachment type of training. Yeah. They still click the links. <laughs> Yeah. They still click the attachments. Uh, you can't stop it. People don't care. They just don't care. Uh, you know, they're there to do their job. Um, in their mindset, they're thinking, 
I don't need to know if this is safe or not. I'll just click it and find out. It's not my responsibility to know if it's safe or not. Well, yeah, it is. So because yeah. uh, you could lose, you know, credit card information. You could lose passwords. You can lose all kinds of different stuff. Um, which brings me to the actual story. I mean, it, if I want to say like a month or so back, we had a user that decided to, you know, open a link and, you know, enter their credentials and ends up getting stolen. And <laughs> you, you see all these, you know, fraudulent attempts to access our network. And it's just, it just gets to the point where like, well, you should, you people shouldn't even have access to a computer if you can't be responsible enough to use it. Um, but that happens every so often. So our actions to, to resolve that is immediately you get that computer unplugged from the network. You don't know if it had something on it. Um, you don't know if it transitioned to another workstation. The way it's going to transition is over the network. Now our network security is yeah pretty solid. Um, we made it that way. So a lot of stuff is separate due to compliance purposes because we do handle credit cards. But um, so I mean, it, it, we, we I lost my I lost my place. Shit, <laughs> lost my place. Where was they at with that? Someone was uh, clicking a link or yeah, like, so, compromising the yeah. That would be our first step. Would be unplug it from the network. Make sure it's isolated. Um, and we would then have the user reset every single password, every single account that they have. It doesn't matter what it was. It's just everything's got to go. A, a huge security flaw, which people don't realize, is reusing passwords. Yeah. And I've actually proved this before, um, where I was able to get into somebody else's account, their email account, because I saw their password in plain text in some other un- insecure application that they were using. Yeah. And, what would be an example of an insecure insecure application? Anything that's transferring plain text. So anything. So let's say you're logging into a website, um, and you see that it's HTTP. Okay. Any of that traffic, if the traffic is being captured at all, is all in plain text. So anything you entered on that site is in plain text. Anything that tra- it transfers. So if you logged into that website with the username and password, you use that password for your email, which is the biggest mistake. Your email password should always be different, no matter what. Yeah. Because uh, you know, every single user account you have for every any other website is is linked to your to your email. Yeah. You can reset your password on anything. You want to reset your password on your Pornhub account? Guess what? It's, <laughs> you get you have your email. They're gonna get your password. You know, um, it, it comes down to it, it comes down to just personal responsibility, um, knowing what is the best practice. Um, well, it's absolutely terrifying to me. Like one of our first episodes was a private investigator yeah. and he had such a doom and gloom look at everything. of just like, nobody's safe. Nobody's <laughs> being safe. No, we're all at risk and nobody cares. hundred percent. Right. I mean, there's not any, any piece of electronic device in this world is connected to the network yeah. internet, meaning the network. So anything that's connected to the internet, you put it anything on that. Guess what? At some point, it's going to get compromised. If it's not, if if not now, it's going to be compromised in like a year. You even see huge companies like Target, for example. Yeah, had a huge compromise. All kinds of credit card information, social security numbers, things like that. Um, you know, they they that, that was a huge deal whenever that happened. And and just think about, it. I mean, all those people who use credit cards at Target, they didn't know if they were. You know, if they lost all that information, I mean, I, my myself, or I myself is a perfect example. I mean, you you put your social security number into certain things, you apply for you know passport, you apply for uh, mortgage, things like that. You're giving people this information. Um, my identity was stolen before. Yeah, so I mean, was mine. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, chances are it's going to happen to every single person. It's nothing. Nothing is safe. There's not a single thing in this world that's safe. You walk down the street, you could get shot. 
You well, know, yeah. You could get robbed just because, you know, somebody wanted to... Uh, well, know. my my general thought on it is that most... And, like, everyone uses the internet. Yeah. And I'd say, what, 95% of people have no idea how susceptible they are just by their daily goings-on at websites and older, logins? Older generation. Uh, anybody, like, above the age of, like, 35, I would say. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of them yeah. out there. Uh, it's the age of technology, really. Everybody's got, you know, iPads. Everybody's got a smartphone. Everybody's got a, <clears throat> a computer that, you know, laptop that's easily accessible. Whenever they get home from work, they're hopping right on their laptop. It's, and it's, there's so many different factors that come into play. I mean, I could talk about it all day. Uh, but it is normally the older generation. There mm-hmm. are people that are my age or, you know, your age that, you know, make mistakes and they just don't know better. And a lot of it's just due because due to the fact that they weren't educated in yeah. that way. Um, but if I educate them at my company, the younger generation that's at my company, yeah. it sticks with. I can tell you that much. They're the ones that don't really have a problem. Um, every once in a while you get get one that just doesn't care, but but it sticks with them because they're used to using that technology. They understand it, and they're not afraid of it. That's the biggest part. They're not afraid to learn about the technology, whereas other people are like, I just want everything simplified. I yeah, just I just want to turn it on and use it. Yeah, like, they don't want to worry about it. Well, <laughs> exactly. well that's, that's, that's where you run into issues. You worry about it. You better worry about it. I could, I, well, you see it's on my laptop because yeah. nobody can see this, but this little uh, plastic piece I have over there. Oh yeah, a little piece of electrical tape over the camera. Well, it's actually built for that. For, oh, you bought it. like yeah. It can. Well, I, I got it for free when I was at a conference, but it, <laughs> it it covers the webcam. Yeah. I don't expect this computer to be compromised, but when it does get compromised, because it's not about if, it's yeah. about when. Yeah. There's never an if when it comes to security. It's about when is something going to happen. Uh-huh. So when this gets compromised, I don't want them looking at me <laughs> or whatever I'm doing. You know, I'm getting out of the shower, butt ass naked. Somebody can see my fat ass get out of the shower. I don't want to have that posted on the internet or, you know. Um, yeah, I, I watched a YouTube video where this, and it was like a three minute video, but this guy, he takes his laptop and he walks over to his neighbor's apartment and he pulls open his laptop and he goes back to his place yeah. and just accesses his computer from his apartment. It's, it's insane. He yeah. did it. He did it like a second. It was super easy. That that there's specific software that's set up for that type of interaction. Um, a lot of the times, people get access to other computers maliciously through, you know, uh, email or downloads. People run executables that they don't know. Yeah. What they are, or they thought it was something. You know, I thought this was, uh, you know, a, a game application or Netflix application or something. It ended up not being because they went to the wrong site. It was. Netflix instead of Netflix.com, yeah. you know? So it, 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 it's all dependent on really the person. But like I said, it's always if, or it's not if, it's always when something's going to get hit. You know, something's going to get compromised. So you always want to worry about it. Uh, I don't trust webcams at all. Yeah. Um, I don't have them plugged in if they're on a desktop ever, unless it's 100% needed to be used at that time. Um, I have every laptop I have covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want... I don't want that to, you know, people have privacy. They don't want it to be. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I lost my train of thought. I had another thought well, about that. Well, there's lots that. to talk about. <laughs> did we did we get sidetracked through the story with all the, the doom and gloom? Or was that the, because you said you, you wanted to get into two specific stories. You were giving us a, a, the actual scenario, but what actually happened from the scenario? What was the big oh, so punch to it? Oh, so that specific instance was, uh, 
you know, the, we didn't know if the computer got compromised. But even if we don't, if we end up figuring out that it didn't have, get compromised, we still take measures hmm. in order to protect that user and protect that computer. So we'll re-image the computer so it'll be completely formatted and just everything will be deleted off of it. And, you know, Windows will be reinstalled and the user, like I said, will change all their passwords. We'll get everything taken care of before that user can go back on that machine. Yeah. Um, and that's what's exciting about it is is you're trying to figure out what were they trying to do? Like, what were those people trying to do? Were they trying to just capture passwords or were they trying to actually get you to download something or pay you a certain amount of money to get access back to your computer, which you're bringing in ransomware, but I'm not going to discuss that because it's going to take too long. <laughs> um, you know, that's what's exciting about that specific scenario. Uh, the, the second scenario is along the lines of disaster recovery, which... Uh, a quick overview of disaster recovery is, you know, any sort of disaster, natural disaster, uh, you know, even, I mean, even the last scenario is considered technically disaster recovery, but I'm talking about large, a larger scale of disaster recovery. Yeah. So something got on fire, something yeah. was flooded, which brings me to the scenario of something getting flooded. <laughs> yeah. So we have a warehouse um, that's not in the greatest position that we lease. Geography. Sorry, my phone's going off and people should not be texting me. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, we can cut stuff out. Don't worry about it. So this this specific uh, warehouse is in... Uh, is in Now, recently in this area, I mean, we've been getting rain every single day. So uh, got to the point of where it got flooded and it didn't stop taking in water. And it got about three and a half feet of water in the entire wow. warehouse. So you're, if you were in there, it was up your, <laughs> up to your waist at least. And, uh, we had certain equipment that was, it was lifted off the ground, but it wasn't lifted above three and a half yeah. feet. Um, that ended up getting destroyed. So you have to take a step back, figure out what's destroyed and figure out what needs replaced, figure out if it's, you know, if it didn't get destroyed, is it still safe to use? Uh, there's all kinds of different factors that come into play. If you didn't have to order something, you have to go through the process of ordering it. Um, you have to get that, that item in and configure it properly and get it back over there and set up, um, make sure it's working. Uh, there's a bunch of different, different things that you have to go through, um, but that definitely makes it exciting. Um, not necessarily always in a good way because it's very stressful. It sounds very stressful. Um, you have all these people that are managers or COOs, and they're, well, why isn't this done yet? We need to work. We need to, well, I mean, you have three feet of water in this building, so until <laughs> this water is out of here, I can't really do anything. Um, it, it it does. It gets really, it gets really stressful, uh, and, it, and people don't understand um, the amount of time things take, and that that really hurts our department because people think that, oh, well, I need this. Well, it, can't you just take it over there and set it? Can it just be able to set up right now? No. <laughs> Does it look like I have that to go set it up? Does it look like I have this extra workstation you're requesting to go set it up right now? Even if I did, it's not going to take a day to do it because, you know, I got to image it or and then I got to install certain software on it and then I got to make sure it's on the proper network. You know, it doesn't, people think that here's my piece of hardware. All I got to do is pick it up. Drop it off. <laughs> well, uh, go back to the flooding scenario. What do you What do you physically do? Like, I don't know how long something like that would take. I have no idea how invasive you'd have to get, or how long it would take to recover even a portion of that. Just our equipment, or just no? What general? like what's the uh, uh, all right? Your thing's flooded. You get all the water out. Now what? 
So, I mean, our, I mean, it's dependent on if you're talking about our equipment or if you're talking about, like, the company's product. I, I'm saying someone um, someone higher up is like, I, would, I need you to do this as fast as possible just to, to recover, the, recover the data and get the network back. And, yeah, things like that. So, what goes into it, I mean, first is the analysis. You have to determine what's, like I said, what's broken. Yeah. Like, you have to know what, what pieces are working, what pieces aren't working. And since it was a flooded scenario... Uh, the condition of the electricity within the building kind of fell under us, even though it shouldn't have. Yeah. Um, so I had to speak to an electrician, make sure everything was safe before we started plugging anything back in. Um, so any of the equipment that was working, we didn't plug it back in until we knew 100% that um, it wasn't going to damage the equipment once we plugged it in. Because one of the pieces of equipment that we lost was a UPS device, which handles protection against you know, any fluctuations in voltage or just any shorts like that. And it's also a battery backup on top of that. Uh, we lost that piece of equipment. So we, we got the network up back up and running because we had all the equipment that was needed, uh, but we didn't have that, that buffer in yeah. between that UPS device, but they wanted it up and running as fast as possible. So I had to discuss that with them. You know, you're risking damaging this equipment if this happens again. That we're gonna lose every single piece of this equipment you're, you're, yeah. until we get another UPS device in. So they took, they assessed the risk, and they said, "Okay, well, that's fine. We've got everything. Made sure to check the electric electrician checked. Made sure everything's safe. Plugged it back in. It was running for a week or so until we got the other piece of equipment in and configured. Um, that's that's more, you know, along the lines of you know your your manager's decision on you know taking in that risk. And if it was up to me. I probably wouldn't have done that because the condition that the warehouse was in, people shouldn't have been working there until yeah. the warehouse itself was taken care of because it was like sewage. It came up through the ground. Yeah. Uh, it came up through like the drainage pipes and stuff. It was disgusting. I was there whenever there was water. <laughs> yeah, it was it was absolutely disgusting. So, I mean, how do they work in those conditions? I mean, right, I it's unethical to make people work. I just pictured a bunch of people in canoes and laptops, like, we're doing our best. <laughs> yeah, so, there, I mean, it's more along the lines of warehouse work. It's all warehouse work. There's mm -hmm. no office work at that specific warehouse. Oh, so they're just hand, handling physical. It's more, it's shipping and, yeah, and okay. uh, receiving and picking products and stuff. So uh, most of the stuff's done on, like, mobile devices. And um, the packing stations all have their own, you know, desktops and everything and actual desk areas and they wanted them up and running and you can't make people work in shit literally <laughs> shit like the, especially not in their job description like I, yeah. i'm not gonna stand in shit all day and smell like i was over there four days of the first week and four out of five days and um it was disgusting you were in there smelling this it wasn't you couldn't even it wasn't shit i mean you could just smell it my friend put it as called gray water i guess i've never heard yeah. that term but that's it's such a soft term it yeah. sounds like it's just gray water don't worry just, about yeah. it you yeah. can just you can have yeah, something you wanna, so descriptive. <laughs> yeah you want to have a disease yeah just go over near that, that, that water over there but yeah so i was there four or five days four out of five days um and just being there killed me like it like <laughs> my head hurt all day long uh -huh. when I got home I felt sick um, I told you know the company that the next day when my manager that the next day I was like I, I can't do this anymore I'm not going back over I said I'm not doing it I was like I went home I was sick all night last night I said I'm not not going back over and you just say I had to go back over well I mean do you get compensated for that because I mean like if anyone else works with shit they have to get like hazard pay and okay. stuff I, I don't know if any your salary right 
I'm salary now. Yeah. yeah, you're salary. You're still hourly, right? With I, just, I have like four jobs. Okay. So I just <laughs> to get money wherever I can get it. I'm All no right. salary. But well, on paper, they're hourly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so well, you get paid well, for well hourly or commission, depending on which job. Yeah. But yeah. Right, but it's not salary. No, it's so, not salary. People who've worked salary um, definitely will understand this. Uh, it doesn't matter what you're doing or how long you're doing it. Uh, you don't get compensated. You get a salary, you get a salary, and that's it. Yeah. And that, that's all there is to it. It's like being, it's like, hey, you want a salary? And you also agree to being a slave at the same time. You're the, the work slave, essentially. I should have never agreed to be a salary. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. A lot of people get benefits uh, for being salary. Uh, we do get some benefits for being salary, just being, uh, you know, if you have to take a half day for a doctor's appointment or something, you can. That doesn't affect your vacation time. Okay. Um, but other people um, at other jobs, my, bro- my brother, for example, hey, if there's no work to be done, he's salary. He'll get paid for five days a week if he goes in one day. Oh, wow. So it's dependent on your Yeah, I position. guess it depends on the gig, and it depends yeah. on... Yeah, in this instance, no, it's you don't get compensated for anything extra you do. You yeah, just, but I mean, you said vacation pay, and I just lit up like, I've never had vacation pay. <laughs> yeah, that's well, fantastic. I had to argue with uh, the company to actually get decent vacation pay. Uh, basically, uh, you know, weigh my options. I, I, I interviewed for another job, and I told them, I said, well, you know, they offered me this job. This is what I get, and they're like, okay, we'll, we'll match it. So that's why I ended up staying because they matched uh, the vacation time, which was really big for me, which is three weeks a year. Oh, nice. When you first start there, you're on 90 days probation, which is really c- common. Yeah, that seems fair. Um, so you don't get any vacation for that time. But within your first year, you're supposed to be able to game five days, which is a week. Yeah. Um, and your next bump is until after two years. So you have to be so, there two years geez. to essentially actually get. The three weeks. To get, no. It goes to two weeks after two years. Oh. Yeah, so you don't get three weeks till four years, I think. Uh-huh. It is. So within those two years, you have five days. Um, yeah, I guess year one to year two, you have five days. Because technically year one, you're 90 days probation. So yeah. you don't actually even get the five full days. No, I get that in the first year. Yeah. But then the second year, it's... Yeah, I mean, you're getting one week. And there's no sick time. So you got to go do something, um, you know, because you broke your arm or whatever. Uh, you got to go to the doctor's. So you got to take a whole day, or you take you could take a half day, but you know you got to use that vacation time. I I that didn't sucks. the first time I took a vacation, uh, a full fledged vacation was on last year for my honeymoon. And how long were you there? That's Had you been three at the years at that point? Three years. Okay. That's three years at that point. And I had three weeks. I was at the point where I could accrue three weeks because I um, I fought them for it, essentially, telling them, you know, I'm going to go to this other job. Yeah. Kind of use that leverage. Yeah. Um, so that was the only reason why I had enough time. And, and now I'm at the point where, you know, I still have three weeks. But three weeks is enough. You don't... Three weeks is good. Yeah. That, that's like kind like of the, the average I see most of the time is people can gain three weeks a year. Um, but a lot of people also get sick days on top of that. Yeah. So... It, yeah, it's a, and it's all company dependent, so it's not necessarily my my position, you know, entails this specific vacation time. It's just that's all company wide. That's just the company in general. Yeah, and is it like a small enough company where they're still kind of working things out, or are they just they've been around long enough that they they just like we this is what we do. So <laughs> they've been around. Um, 
I want to say since two. I can't remember the exact day or exact year. I don't think well, it's two thousand three or two thousand four. Okay, so that's a significant amount of time. Yeah, and they've been at multiple locations. They have roughly a hundred or so employees, and that's across warehouse and office. Yeah. Um. So it's not a small company. It's a, about a medium sized company, I would say. Uh, it's what that's where it falls under that category. Um. Yeah, it, it's not a small company by any means. Uh, at least not in my opinion. Okay. Um, did we cover both of the stories? I so we get so sidetracked here. Yeah, the second story was a disaster. The, okay, the flooding. The whole, okay, the whole right. flood, yeah. Just making sure we covered all that. So let's get back into your day. Um, you're done with lunch. You're done with the rest of your day. It's basically problem solving. Mm-hmm. When when is your your shift over? Uh, theoretically. Theoretically. Yeah. Theoretically. When, when is you supposed like where where are you like you have a pin in the in the time that's I like I'm aiming for out. this time. Yeah, I try to make it out every day at like four fifteen. I oh, try to get home you, before you five. have swing shift too, right? So it's a little bit is that what they call they, it? They call it flex time. Flex time. Yeah. What so is what is flex time? I'm not familiar shift. with this term. Well, because I'm not hourly, it doesn't really apply to me. Okay. But, but hourly employees, um, because their normal schedule is eight to four forty five, I believe. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 8 to 4.45. You can show up anywhere between 8 and 8.30. Okay. Uh, but depending on what time you show up. So if you show up at 8.15, you got to leave at 5. If you show up at 8.30, you're not leaving until 5.15. So there's that flex time where you can be, if you're 10 minutes late, so you try to be there at 8. Okay. Everybody should try to be there, should try to be there at 8. A lot of people don't do that. Um, should try to be there at 8. That way, you know, if anything were to happen, you can, you know, just stay the extra 15 minutes or... Yeah, you know, stay the extra thirty minutes if you have to. Um, whereas, I'm like on a completely different schedule where I'm there at seven thirty, and that's kind of whenever the warehouse starts. Um, I, I kind of just I try to leave at four fifteen, depending on the current situation of what the company is dealing with at the time. You know, if there's any issues out in the warehouse that they're trying to get a package out, that but all the stations are down, or you know, it's dependent on what's going on. But it's I try my best to get up before 15 and, and get home because I don't want to be there longer than I have to be. Well, how often do you hit that goal of 415? Surprisingly, a lot. Nowadays, a lot. Oh, okay, I, good. Because I, I don't want to say I'm at the point where I don't give a shit, <laughs> but I'm at the point where I don't give a shit. Like, I I, yeah. I, I, I don't hate my job, I, but I don't want to put more time than I have to. Yeah, you figured out what's good for you. and Right. Make if, it I try, if I put more time into it and it ends up taking away more of my personal time or, or uh you know my life outside of work i tend to get uh you know just not aggressive towards the company but i tend to get angry with the company itself yeah because um, i nobody in their right mind should stay more than work more than 40 hours a week I mean, you're only on this world so long. I mean, long. that's that's the idea. Yeah, <laughs> I work a lot with 40 hours a week. I know. That's... Yeah, but nobody really should. I mean, you have all this... You only have a limited amount of time living. You know? No, no, I agree. Yeah. That's a common theme in these podcasts is, you know, you die at the end. Right. So, you, you know, it's, it's, you it's making enjoy it, something happen. Yeah, you want to enjoy yourself. And if, if the job that you have is... And you don't enjoy your job and the job you have uh, is taking up all this time, you're just miserable for that amount of time out of your life. So if you think about it... You know, if it's eight hours a day, um, and you have twenty four hours in a day, that's a that's a I can't do math right now. It's a third mm-hmm. of your life, and you're yeah. sleeping the other eight hours. Yeah. So I mean, you think about it, that's two thirds of your life, 
that you're never getting back. Yeah. So I've I've always said that you should find find love in what you do, even if it's something that that someone would say sucks as a job. You can find some kind of joy in it. Right. And you know, if you're miserable, you're miserable. But you gotta you gotta find something to live Absolutely. for. All right. So four fifteen, you're out of there. Your wife comes and picks you up. Now she does because I just sold my other car. But yeah. Okay. So I, are you waiting around for her? Or is she relatively she, on time? She the I'm on her way to work and she's not like I'm on the way back. So it's I stay like an extra fifteen minutes now. The past couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, off the state till four thirty, but I'm outside at four fifteen. So I'm just outside, either on the phone with uh, you know somebody talking to him bullshitting, or looking on YouTube or whatever. You know, for fifteen minutes until she gets there. Right. Um. But I, I won't sit there inside. If I sit there inside, <laughs> somebody's asking me to do something. And yeah. I'm not yeah. working. <laughs> yeah. It's like, take your distance. Yeah. Um. I want to backtrack just for a second before we get into the other stuff. Um. You said you made lunch in the morning. What 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 did you have for lunch? Put together lunch. So I mean, it's not necessarily making the lunches. What like, I mean, like, just give me a rough idea of something you'd have on a regular. You know, it's lunch. leftovers from the night before, or, you know, we'll have lunch meat, sandwiches, stuff like Same. that. Just like right. generic lunch stuff. All right, good. Yeah. No, I just wanted to, I wanted to jump back because it popped into my head and I was like, I no, didn't yeah, ask no, about no, it. No worries. I mean, we, I don't say weird things, but like just. Yeah, whatever you got going on. It's fine. Yeah, so I mean, we already have the granola bar in the morning. Yeah, we're going to talk about food now because I'm, I'm fat and I like food. So, well, that's, uh, yeah, I'd love to get the specifics. That's <laughs> a big part of this too. I always want to know like brands. And whatnot. Well, I can tell you everything. So, <laughs> we'll start out in the morning. We already know the granola bar, Nature Valley, sweet and salty nut, dependent on, there's two nut types, almond, peanut. Tell um, me tell me which one you prefer, because I have almond. strong feelings. Okay, good. Me yes, too. We're all, always we're on the same page. Yeah, far superior than the peanut. The peanut gets to the point, it's just too normalized. Like, you know what it's going to taste like. Yeah. The almond one is different. It's something different in, you know, you have peanut butter all the time. It They're like also chicken. too good at making shitty peanut butter nowadays. Yeah. Like, just fake peanut butter with too much stuff. And, like, real peanut butter tastes significantly different. Than oh, absolutely. It has all the extra oils and stuff in it. Yeah, it's completely different. But, um, but yeah, so we have that granola bar. Covered that. Delicious. Um, Sam's Club. <laughs> delicious. I don't know about nutritious. <laughs> definitely delicious. Definitely not nutritious. They have sugar, a lot of sugar in it. Uh, you can get them at Sam's Club, normally on sale. Like three bucks off the big, the big pack. But, uh... Uh, lunches, it's Tupperware lunches. You know, it's it's the leftovers the night before. Chili, um, a lot of times chicken and rice, or you know, some sort of mixture with rice. Mm-hmm. Um, sandwiches, and if we do do sandwiches, I like to actually have like a side of chips. Yeah. So like Doritos or just plain chips. You know, like, I, if I eat a sandwich, I, for some reason I just have to. Have yeah, chips. it's, it's yeah. yeah, some potato form. Yeah, something. something like that. You know, something to snack on while you eat the sandwich on top of it. Um, one of the snacks we have consistently, uh, you hear the phrase of apple a day, keeps the doctor away. Mm-hmm. We don't eat apples, um, but we eat this apple sauce that comes in a pouch. Oh, one of those things you yeah, like a, a toddler yeah, suck yeah, on? Exactly. Yeah, okay. Okay. You wouldn't think they're amazing, but they're absolutely amazing. And Sam's Club has these uh, big box of them, yeah. the, the pouches, 100% organic, just Apple, basically applplesauce, 100% order. You're gonna, it's easy to grab. Just grab it, throw it on the bag, and you're good to go. You What's that, how many do you get in like a big Sam's Club bulk buy? I think it's, I want to say like 30. Okay, that's a, that's a lot so. of applesauce. I think it's like 30. It's pretty cheap too. It's only like 10, 11 bucks, something like that. It's, right. not, it's not that bad. It's members, Mark, so it's Sam's Club brand, but it's organic. 
You know, it's better than having to add, like, all the schmutz sugar added <laughs> bullshit. Die a year later from cancer, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's one thing we consistently have. Bananas is another thing. Okay. Um, and that's, you know, sometimes we do it with breakfast. Sometimes we eat it as a snack. Um, yeah, good hand fruit. Yeah, but those are pretty, that pretty much covers all the, you know, covers all the food that we take to work. All right. What are you guys doing for dinner? You guys cook or eat out or what's what's the common in your household? Recently, we've been eating out a lot. So what's the weapon of choice? What are you what are you getting? Oh, we eat whatever. It, it, at the point at this point, nothing is appealing to me. Like <laughs> you just had it with food. Yeah, I just like, had it with because most of it's fast food. So if you eat yeah. out, it's fast food, and it just at this point, it's just oh, let's go to Taco Bell. Oh, all right, let's go to Taco Bell again. You know, you don't want to go to Taco Bell or you don't want to go to Wendy's or any of these big chains because it just lost the taste it just lost that flavor you know the enjoyment out of eating it and uh we've been eating there recently a lot just uh because i've been i'm in school full-time again oh i didn't i don't know you're yeah to school. finish my bachelor's so okay. that i can move on in my career and what is what is the goal what's the next step to get out of this company well yeah but i mean like what <laughs> what is the ideal gig like what the i really want to work a state job so i want to work for a school district or some sort of state employment Okay. Just because they're, you know, people say that all oh, your pension's going to run out, you know. No, it's probably not. People think that. <laughs> it's probably not by the time by the time I'm ready to retire. But I really like to have a pension. It's it's really significant to have one compared to not having one. Mm-hmm. If you didn't invest your money properly, you know, at a young age, a very young age, I'm talking like when you're 18, you start investing. Yeah. If you didn't do that, you're pretty much screwed whenever you retire. Yeah. It's what it comes down to. So I'd like to get like a state job, uh, preferably where my wife works now um, at a university. Okay. Because uh, they have you know good benefits, they have a good pension, and people get get hired there, do their job, and their job only. And, nice. Which is really big for me is I don't want to get into another position where I have to learn how to do 20 different jobs and consistently be responsible for all these different types of jobs. Yeah. Just do your one thing and get really good at it. And right. Yeah. You never can really get really like get good at it. If, if you're always jumping around, your mind's scattered exactly. all over the place. So you never can sit down and focus on one thing and understand it to its full potential and be a real professional. And I mean, you can't if you invest enough time, but who has that much time? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so that that basically covers the day, and normally we get into the fun stuff, and we will because I just typed up new fun stuff. Fun stuff. Um, but uh, before the mics were on, we had some hot gun talk. Hot now guns. I forget what we were even talking about. About your shooting shotgun. Yeah, of course. <laughs> there, there is that. But we had we were off on some tear. You you said you shot um, uh, in competition. Yeah, it wasn't any any like national event. It's just local USPSA events. Okay, um, and it's it's very. It's very interesting. Um, I did not get into it until this year. Okay. But whenever we started, we were going at every single event that was there because we wanted to get better and better and better and better. So we did that. Um, we went to, it's called East Huntington. And you can keep that in there. Okay. The Sportsman's <laughs> Club. They're a very friendly group. Uh, they helped us out a lot. With the, you know, learning, you know, beginner techniques and just understanding the rules and things like that. Because you have to, you're firing gun, guns competitively with other people around, so you have to be safe. I mean, there, there's a lot of rules to it. 
but we we started to do that and it's all handguns okay. that we do um we so we we just really enjoy doing that it's not easy i can tell you that much <laughs> as it takes a lot a lot of practice and it costs a lot of money because i mean ammo is not cheap so, well let's let's go into just like the racing how to get into it and then we'll go into the details of what actually you're you're getting into for the racing or the shooting the shooting what's like first step like you're interested what do you got to do First step is to go to, I think it's their first event of the year. Okay. If they do their first event of the year, they have what's called like a training day prior to that. So anybody that's new, like beginners welcome, they go through every single thing. If you have any questions at all, they'll uh, they'll go ahead and assist you with it. You don't even have to shoot that day. You can just watch everybody. Okay. That way you get used to it and know the roles, things like that. Uh, to really get into it, you need like physical things you need. You need to have, you know, any sort of handgun. They'll place you in a class based on what handgun you have. Okay. Um, certain handguns have to have, you know, cer- certain modifications. You can't have certain modifications in certain classes. Just like how you were grace and you yeah, have certain classes. Exactly. Uh, so you're assessed and then put into what put what, into ca- what camps are doing what. Right. So you would, yeah, you would put in the certain classes. Now you would shoot with all kinds of different classes. So your next person that goes after you could be in a completely different class. Just the rankings are based off oh, okay. your class. Um, but yeah, you just you need a firearm. You would need to have a, a secure, sturdy belt, and you need to have a holster that covers your trigger guard. So okay. You, so nothing would, you know... Is there like a over. benchmark of belt that you, you'd look for? Oh, there's all kinds of different belts. Um, it's basically... Is there like a gold standard, though? Is it like... No. A lot of them are custom made, to okay. tell you the truth. Like, mine is custom made. You gotta, you have to measure your waist size and send it to them. And you have to tell them if you want, like, a 1.5 or 1.75 or 2-inch thickness okay. on the belt, depending on, you know, your holster and your, your magazine, like, holsters. It, it's all dependent on that. There's a lot that goes into choosing the proper belt. And okay. you just want a good rigid belt. Fits you well. Uh, that's not going to fall off or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you want those magazine holsters are really helpful because you do reload a lot within the competition. But those are really all you, that's really all you need. You safety glasses, ear protection, which is it's just a standard when it comes to shooting anything. You should always have safety glasses on and ear protection. Yeah. Um, and then you just need those few things. You need magazine holsters, magazine, extra magazines, which most guns come with nowadays. Uh, you need your handgun and you need a good holster and belt. Now, um, the competition itself is... Are there different types of events, or is it all target shooting, or is there more to it than that? So it's like a course. You okay. Run, you run through a course. Uh, there's shootable targets. There's no shoot targets. There's metal targets that pop up and pop down. You know things like that. And it's it's a physical course. So if you're law enforcement, you can look at it this way, where you know you're going to be clearing a certain room, and there's certain people you have to fire at, and there's certain people you shouldn't fire at okay. based off of where your hits are placed, how many hits are required for that target, and if you hit some, let's say a no-shoot, that's a huge penalty. Yeah, I um, imagine. <laughs> if you miss entirely on a target, that's a huge penalty. Okay. If you break any of the rules, it's a disqualification. What uh, are some of the rules? Just break... like quick couple. So uh, the biggest rule is what they call is the 180 rule, which means you can't break a 180 barrier. So if a lot of it's because you're turning and you're shooting and yeah. you know you got to run this way. If you break that 180 barrier, the range master can call it and say you broke 180. You're disqualified. You're actually disqualified for the whole day. 
Okay. You're done. Like, it doesn't matter if it happened on the first round and you started at 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. You're done for the whole day. Uh-huh. Uh, that's the biggest role. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of different roles about reholstering and you know actually uh, drawing your firearm things like that. Um, you should always have your gun unloaded, which is another big role, unless you're in the firing. In the area. active competition. Yep. Yep. Those are the main roles, though. I mean, it, there's a lot of roles. <laughs> you can look on their website and list all the roles. <laughs> I imagine there was a good deal. That's why yeah, I was trying a, to like just let's get the, the big ones. It's a big and it's due to safety, and that's the reason why. And it's completely understandable. You, you, people yeah. have been shot at those competitions before, <laughs> and it's normally an accident. And you don't want that to happen to to you or somebody else. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, so just to wrap this up real quick, you mentioned that it costs a lot, and I know you said like ammo has a significant Ammo's part of that, but I mean the competition itself. What are we looking at price wise to to get to involved? actually do it? Yeah, it's if you help set up, which is nice for this specific place that we go to. If you help set up, they actually give you a discount on the price. So it's only I think if I'm remembering this correctly. I think it's fifteen. Dollars? <laughs> You're blowing my mind with this, these low each prices. Time you go, I mean, it's, it's each time 15 you go. bucks, though. I mean, it's like 30 bucks for like 15 minutes of go-kart down the street. <laughs> yeah, and then it's 20, you know, 25, I think, if you don't help, I think is what it is. That's still very reasonable. But you got to buy, you know, you got to buy your ammo. You're going through 150 to 200 rounds a day. Okay. Um, I shoot 9 millimeter. Okay. 9 millimeter is roughly 20 cents a round. Hmm? So, I mean, you can do that calculation, and I can do it right here real quick. I just can't do it in my head because I am... <laughs> not helpful when it comes to math right now it's helpful to do this show around a bunch of laptops we usually don't have this kind of resource while we <laughs> record so it's it's nice it's like having a producer right <laughs> except it's you <laughs> so i mean you're looking at at least 40 to 50 dollars in ammo that day just in ammo alone i mean if you and know, how long is the day like you said you it's like, pretty long. So I mean, if you you start around 8 a.m., I think, is whenever the actual start time is, and it goes to about 2 p.m.-ish. That's a pretty significant it, chunk of day. Two and, days a weekend. You know, like over the weekend. 15, 20 bucks to get in, 40, 50 bucks of ammo. It's like, an eight-hour day, yeah. It's a pretty good day of, of You show act, up, you like, get fun. ready and stuff, and you have yeah. lunchtime and everything. And then, like I said, a lot of people were friendly and helpful. A lot of people were ex-law enforcement or they're actually real professional shooters. Even I've seen a few that were there. Um, you'll see people that are just crazy fast. Um, I, I'm nowhere. I'm probably in There's different classes, like different ranks yeah. for, for your classes. But I'd, pro- I'd probably be like average. I, and I, I pride myself on that because being, av- being average is in a com- competitive environment is really impressive to me. And you said you've only been doing it for like a year, right? Yeah. We, we, I mean, but, but prior to that, we practiced a lot uh, with firearms. So, I mean, we were shooting yeah. constantly for like a year or two. So, I mean, we got our draw times down to like if you're shooting a target from 10 yards away, like a chest size target, 10 yards, 7 yards, and 25 yards is what we normally do um, to practice. And from a draw, we would get our draw times close to one second so it'd be like 1.2 seconds we'll have a shot on that person so you hear a beeper shot oh, wow. and it's done it's that's how fast it is so if we, ever, if we ever go shooting i'll, I'll show you because i have my own setup and i can show you how to do that yeah yeah that'd be awesome but uh yeah so it's it, you, you have that 1.2 seconds that's not even that impressive i mean that's that's like the average is 1.2 to like 1.4 seconds of a draw time right. whenever we whenever i first started it was 
3.2 seconds, 3.5 <laughs> seconds, you know, because you, you want to line up the sights and everything. And you get to the point where you have that muscle memory where you're just out and you're, you have that's just a split second. You see that they're lined up, you're done. You crack it off, <laughs> it's done. Wow. Uh, people like that are really good at it will be supple in second. 0.9 seconds, 0.8 seconds. It's crazy. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, that. we do. There's a lot of different practices that we, different types of practicing that we do. Uh, my my favorite one is hip firing, and this doesn't apply to competitive because you're not allowed to do it. Uh, but hip firing, and uh, it's called the Mozambique drill, which is two of the body, one to the head. Like I think it was a marine term or something. It was a military sounds, term back in the right. day. Uh, so it's two to the body, one to the head. And uh, we would stand about three yards away from the target. I mean, that's pretty close. It's from about, you know, the length of this room, if yeah. if that. Yeah. Um, not even. I mean, probably half of that. So you're three, three yards away. You would draw. You'd hip, which is the most dangerous part of it, because you do not want your hand anywhere. So you always want to place, like, your hand, like, on your chest. That way it's not in the way. So, that, like, as soon as, you, as soon as you draw, you have a hip. Yeah, up to your, your chest. Yeah, you'll take, pop two shots. Now, you'd think it'd be hard to get shots on there you're not aiming or anything yeah but if as long as you have that canton angle that, that right angle and you start to get used to that muscle memory where you, you you have it tucked in properly you fire those two shots and then you pull up back up a few steps pull one in the head and okay you can do that once you get good at it you can do that in two seconds not even that's awesome so, I that's, mean, a, that's that's a self-defense training um that we like to do because a lot of times when you're in situations like that if you're ever in a situation like that um you're really close to the, the person that's trying to do you harm or do somebody else harm. Yeah. So you always want to, you get those shots off real fast and you want to take a step back, assess the situation. They're not down yet. Put one in the head. Gotcha. Simple as that. I mean, it makes sense. Um, <laughs> I mean, um, it, it, just to, to get this on record, what, what is the gun that you use? Cause I'm sure if someone's going to listen to this and, and say like, well, what is it? And I'm going to well, be like, my, I don't know. My gun's not even really used, supposed to be used for uh, competitive shooting. All right, well, I use lie this. about it. <laughs> Tell me whatever you want. There's like specific specific ones you're supposed to use. So mine's a six hour P226 um, Elite. It's just a, it's a lot. It's, just it's fill pig, it out. Six Go hour ahead. P226 Elite, single action only. Uh, enhanced Elite, I'm sorry, because it has a different trigger. So it's it's modified from the factory. Okay. So it, it holds uh you know suppressor sights. Suppressor height sights because it has a red uh, red dot sight on it. Um, it has a short reset trigger, so the the travel of the the trigger for reset is very very uh, short. So it's easier for follow up shots. Um, it's single action only, so it is like a traditional gun would be you know a Colt nineteen eleven. It's that's a single action only firearm. It does have a safety on it, which I'm actually against safeties. I think your best safety is yourself. Okay, you should not be. You know, messing with a firearm or pointing it at somebody unless you're ready to kill that person, or you know, at a target unless you're ready to shoot that target. Well, what um, uh, that makes sense. But what what was what's the downside of having a safety? Time. Ah, okay. Because my that was my first thought. I was just like, a, why not? Just in case. But forgetting that you have the safety on and you go to fire the firearm, guess what? You're dead because that safety was on. I can see that now. I didn't think of that. Yep. But I can see it. <laughs> yeah, so, and the extra time that it takes to pull that safety off. Now, whenever you get good enough to just have that in your mind mindset where, oh, I need to take the safety off, and you, you have that muscle memory to get it off real fast, it doesn't really matter. To, but if you have somebody, for instance, 
a lot of older people that buy 1911s. They think they're, you know, the bee's knees. If these older gentlemen, they have safety safeties on them. They don't shoot every day. They don't shoot every weekend. They don't have that muscle memory. And they don't have the, you know, when you're in that sort of sort of like stressful situation. Yeah. You you forget that one little thing and it changes the whole outcome. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't agree with safeties myself. All right, so just to just to wrap this whole gun section up, um, what do you think is a good entry level handgun to start with? Because I was bashing on 1911s earlier, and everybody will hate me because of it, because it goes right to the manufacturer that all 1911 people hate, and that's Glocks. Really? Glock 19 is the best firearm for all around purposes. At, I wouldn't say it's the best ever, because there are other options out there. But for somebody who's just getting into firearms, I think the best gun to get used to first is a Glock. They have a shitty trigger on them, for one. Okay. Okay, so if you can... They have a really good trigger break, so you can you know when that trigger resets and you know when it's going to go off. Um, but it has a really gritty trigger. So if you can get down shooting that... Um, you know, that basic, basic firearm, it'll apply to all the firearms that are better, that have like, a, you know, $200 trigger in it. Yeah. It'll just make you more proficient because you're already used to doing it a really bad, doing it with a really bad trigger. Um, <laughs> this is the best endorsement like, ever. It's so shitty. You should start with the, it. It's just the trigger that's bad. Everything yeah. else on the firearm is amazing. It has three different uh, internal, you know, safeties on it, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it doesn't have, internal safeties meaning there's no physical safety you have to turn on and off. It has just, internal safeties with the mechanism how it works so okay. like if you drop it it's not going to go off oh okay um what is uh what's like, something like that run roughly yeah just, roughly just, it's like 450 to 600 dollars uh you never want to buy a gun from Ganner mountain <laughs> i'm not going to censor that either they're not around anymore <laughs> yeah they don't exist don't or to. dick's sporting goods really uh handgun rather, yeah because dick's sporting goods does have cheap rifles but their handguns are really overpriced uh-huh um, I always order firearms online. Okay, that's interesting. How does that work? You just ship to a dealer, and then you just pay this fee, oh, the transfer fee. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's in the state of Pennsylvania. That's how it works. All right. I don't know how it works in any other states. All right, well, <laughs> at least truth. we got that down. So if you're interested in guns and you want to get involved... Yeah, in Glock 19 uh, or Smith & Wesson M&P 9. Uh, Smith & Wesson 2.0, though, the 2.0 version. The 1.0 sucks. Alright, fair enough. They came out with it last year, I believe. Alright. Now let's get into the fun stuff. We'll wrap this up. I know you nerds want to get to your nerd stuff. Um, We've been talking for like, what, an hour and a half? It's been a while. I haven't been been paying attention. Um, What movie do you think you viewed the most in your life? Just off the top of your head, don't think about it. Dude, I don't even know. It it was just on all the time. You're just like, I'm going to watch it. I've seen, I rewatch movies constantly. Just throw one out there. Right, your favorite of that? Give me a time period. Um, released in the last fifteen years. No, like time period in my life. I oh, just... time period in your life? Let's um, you're. I'll just do it. I'll yeah, do it. just <laughs> right, so like zero to ten when I was a child. Yeah, give me um, give me several. Then I fuck it. <laughs> did, like Disney movies were awesome. Um, my favorite one was Hercules when I was a kid. For some reason, I don't know why. Okay. It was always Hercules. Uh, when I was about 10 to like 15, 
I watch Tremors religiously. I yeah, love I, Tremors. I love Tremors. I, every single one of them. But I, I didn't matter. <laughs> the Ass Blasters one and the third one. It's amazing. I thought I thought all of them were great. Um, you yeah. gotta love Bert. He's the man. Bert. It, my brother calls me Bert because of my firearms. <laughs> all the firearms and shit I have. All the ammo. Because I stockpile stuff. But, uh, yeah. So, he, so Tremors was really big. Um, I was always a huge Star Wars fan. The original three, or all of them, all of them. Yeah, okay. I like I loved all of them. A lot of them. And when you grew up, when you started to get older, because the one, one, two, and three came yep. out whenever I was younger, so I didn't realize how shitty they were. Yeah. Um, but whenever I got older, you know, you still get to appreciate it, but you do notice the things that made them shitty. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the newer ones are absolutely horrible, and I hate what they've done with them. Really? Yeah, I don't like them at all. I think Kylo Ren's a little whiny bitch. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I didn't watch the new Solo movie. Kind of boycotted. I didn't that. see that one either. Not for any boycotting reasons. I just didn't get around to it while I was. I just kind of boycotted it just because Rogue One was all right, but it was. I don't know. I, I just don't agree with the way they, they're doing things. <laughs> okay. There's a lot of comedy in them. And it's just there's no the real story. All right. So now, what what are you watching the most now? I watch a lot of series. So uh, I don't really watch a ton. Of Any movies. movie then? Any movie you've seen in the last year? And then we're moving on because I got a list here. <laughs> Any movie at all? Maybe we shouldn't ask this to movie snobs, like, <laughs> dude. I, yeah, I mean, I've watched so many movies. Like Netflix is always on or Amazon. What was the last on. movie that you saw in a theater? Oh, in a theater? I don't even remember. I haven't been in movies in a while. They all suck. All the new ones <laughs> suck. That come out in mainstream theaters. I, don't know. I see a lot of movies. There's some good stuff out there. Really? There's a lot of trash, but there's also some good stuff if you, you, know, Man, if you look to, around. I'd for have it. to text Aaron to really find out what we saw last because I would have went with. All her. right, just make something up. <laughs> I want to move on. You're, you're just you're making this hard. What, I just well, want some current movie. movie then. Give me a second. All right. All right. All right. Move on to the next question while I look this up. <laughs> well, see, I'm going hard soft with the question so you can have fun with it and then think about it. Now you're thinking about the soft question. How is this a soft question? <laughs> is it just like, what What do you think you've seen the most in your life? Because like, I used to ask, what's your favorite movie? And then people take too much time and they're like, oh, what movie represents me as a person? And then it takes 15 minutes to do that. So I simplified it to like, like, what have you seen the most? I've seen so many, so many times. That's the problem. That's the real issue here. It's I constantly rewatch movies. Uh, uh, what was the last movie... That you saw that you really liked. Anything. Dude, I don't even remember. <laughs> like, that's how bad it is. I don't even pay attention because they're all Alright, what series are you watching right now? I'm re-watching series. This is the real issue. Okay. What's your favorite series? Fuck, dude. I don't remember. <laughs> just skip. It's just, just skip it. Goddamn skip question. it. Okay. <laughs> What's your biggest fear? Uh, being poor, I guess. I don't know. All right, see, that was straight for... <laughs> so, what kind of soap do you use? Whatever's fucking cheapest. Good answer. What's the best advice oh, you've ever got? sound on here. Best advice I've ever gotten. Just in general? Yeah, just in general. Just in life. I don't really take other people's advice. <laughs> All right, good advice. Uh, <laughs> my I mean, my parents tried to control me so much when I was younger. I don't really, yeah. I don't really, no, listen I, I, to anybody because of that reason. Actually, my brother recently tried to give me financial advice, and I was like, I don't really care what you have to say. <laughs> oh, good, good. Um, uh, you go to a gas station, you get one piece of candy. What are you getting? 
one item. One piece of candy. I'm talking to somebody who loves food. I know, but and, you, know, you have a go-to. Like you, you, you got that sweet tooth going on, and you get one thing and one thing only. You could pick from any kind of candy in the world. What do you get? I love gummies. Like just, like just gummies in general. Like sour okay. gummies, whether they're like gummy bears, whatever. Just gummies. Okay. I don't, for some reason, I've no, that's a good them. answer. I yeah. always prefer the sour, but you know, it depends. It's like a mood. Like what kind of mood you're in. Yeah, I could, I could see that. Um, who's your childhood hero? Shit, when I was younger, it was Allen Iverson. Okay. From the 76ers. That was when yeah. I was younger, though. Um, I don't really have a hero at this point. I guess it would be myself. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Good answer. Originally, yeah, you want to live your own life, you know? Um, do you have any pet peeves, like, just in life in general? Or I what's your biggest? Stand unnecessary noise. Like, Unnecess- squeaking or... Like my dogs licking them, like licking themselves. I can't stand that unnecessary. I, I can noise. suck at that. The licking themselves, like cats. I can't. Themselves. Yeah, I can't uh, stand that unnecessary noise. Like that, just that that background noise, and people don't notice it, mm-hmm. and I notice it. Yeah, I'm the I think same that's way. I, I think I'm, I'm just, insane. That's the only yeah. explanation, is that I'm absolutely crazy. Oh, just more observant. I think so many people in life are just checked out yeah. and don't notice just everything going on. It just bothers me. Yeah. I, no, that's a great answer. Um, what was the last pic you took with your cell phone? You don't have to show me. Just, you know. I'll show you. <laughs> you threw it on the phone guy. threw it there. <laughs> <laughs> I was pissed off. My wife was texting me. It's like, I'm in the middle of something, lady. And then somebody wants me to play fucking Fortnite. Who plays that goddamn game? <laughs> Last picture I took. Hmm. The very top one. Let's hope it's not my balls. <laughs> Let's see. It's of my road because they're ripping up my fucking gas line that runs into my house. Well, well, they're ripping up the whole gas line. So what? What made you take the picture? I sent it to my boss. Oh. Because I work from home on Friday, and I just sent it to her to give her an update what they were doing. Because I had to be home because I had to go in inside in, in and out of my house because of. Uh, they just like safety concerns because they, because the line runs throughout my house. They had to check for. You know leaks and stuff like that, so I had to be home for that. All right, um, what type of music do you listen to and why? All kinds of music. I try to stay away from, this new new age like pop stuff. I can't stand all these new rappers and post Malone bullshit and hell fucking blow. <laughs> all right. Um. But I listen to a lot of like Iron Maiden stuff like that. Uh, even old school rapping. Like I love Ice Cube for some reason. Yeah, Ice like Cube's like great. Fridays Ice Cube, like right in that Friday area. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, spicy food, not spicy. Spicy. Okay. I can't do insane spicy. But just like as a general, like you'll get like let's say Quaker steak and lube. I would be on the scale. It's like an Arizona ranch. Is there what is this? Arizona ranch or something like that? I've been there. Yeah, everyone around here is close. Oh shit, I don't even remember now. So my whole my whole comparison doesn't even apply to. Yeah, we'll just call it middle of the road spice and yeah, yeah. move on. Um, I stole this directly from Pete Holmes' show. But what's the what's the hardest time you ever laughed? It's always ever dumb shit. Oh, it it always is. But can you think of a time? I couldn't think of the exact time. No. Um, but it's always ever dumb shit, and you're always like at the point where you just can't breathe anymore, and you're crying. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have a tipping custom primarily or you just assess as you go uh, I always I always leave 
at least 10 to 15% no matter what. Okay. It's dependent on the service. Okay. It really is. No, I, I just, it's a very vague thing that I like to put out there just yeah. to see, just to test but the it's, waters. It's of what never over are 20%, though. Okay. For some reason, I just don't think it warrants to be over 20%. And it's, this is just inside a restaurant. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I'm just that way. No, that's, that's <laughs> a perfectly reasonable answer. Um, let's see. If, um, if I gave you $1,000 now, what would you do with it? And if I gave your 18-year-old self $1,000, what do you think he would do with it? Since I'm not that much older than 18, so I'm only 25. <laughs> but that's still a big psychological difference, yeah, 18 yeah, to 25. Yeah, I didn't own a house or anything back then. Uh, if I had just $1,000 right now... Yeah, right now, what would you do with it? I would just throw it in the bank. I mean, I just sold that one car for, you know, three, 4000 bucks. I just threw the money in. That's know, a good. It's a very responsible answer. I, it's... It's a good one. Yeah, what, well, now eighteen, you get a thousand bucks that's just thrown at you. Eighteen at the time, uh, if I was, I'd probably throw it in my car because I'd be living at home. Mm, yeah, I would put a part on my car, do something like that, something with my car, or maybe even you know buy something video game wise. Okay, know? yeah, that sounds because you don't really sounds... have financial responsibilities at eighteen. At, you're not there yet at eighteen. You know, you're just still living at home or you're in college. <laughs> Um, what, uh, do you have a, a cocktail that you're into? Anything pop into mind? I love, uh, recently whiskey sours. Okay. Now are we yeah. talking like old school whiskey sour? Are we talking just some whiskey just, and some sours mix? Yeah. yeah okay. Fair enough. No, it's good. They're good. They're delicious. Uh, where do you see yourself in 10 years? 10 years? Uh, hopefully working for the state, like I said before. Yeah. I guess we kind of covered that one. I probably could have skipped that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, hopefully, so. hopefully working for the state, uh, just so I'm in a good position. I want to stick at a position where I'm going to be for a long time. And I hope to be at a different house, too. I want to sell my house within the next few years. Uh, also, children will be in play soon, hopefully. Uh, depending on, you know, if we can even have kids. I don't even know. Well, it's not like we But try. that's the general idea? You're talking about it? Yeah. one, Two kids maximum. It's uh, a good number. As soon as I get two kids, it's going to get snipped. <laughs> hey, you do what you got to do. <laughs> Uh, what kind of toothpaste do you use? Again, whatever's cheapest, but I think we use currently uh, Colgate. All right. Like the, the one with like the mint pieces in it or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. What What do you wish you'd learned earlier? Just Earlier in life? One thing that you wish you'd known, you know, earlier in life that you know now. How... How education doesn't really mean how smart you are. Okay, I, I say that's a great answer. Yeah, you can't, you can't. People can't expect to just go to college and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna get a great job." Yeah, you'll probably get a great job, probably suck at it, and then I'll be the one fixing your problems. <laughs> great, I love it. Um, let's see here. Uh, is there anything you could change about yourself that you'd want to change about yourself? Lose some weight. <laughs> I eat way too much food. Love food. Uh, lost it before, gained it back, lost it again, gained it back. Just a horrible cycle. <laughs> and uh, one one to go out on. This is the last thing. I'm not going to get into everything. Um, if you could do anything, like your dream job, anything in the world, what would you do? I originally wanted to become a police officer. But in the current status of our country, it is not the greatest decision. <laughs> it's not advisable People hate the, the police. I mean, they've always hated the police, but they hate them even more. 
I don't want to get into any racial stuff, but all these groups that are being created are just straight up against police and actually don't have real views. It's just, I'm against the police because I want to be against the police. If you actually look into it, they don't actually have any real uh, feelings besides I hate them because, you know, this one cop shot somebody. Yeah. How many police officers in this world that are yeah, protecting people every single day? Yeah, there's a lot of great dudes My best out there. friend is a state trooper. Like, he sees it on a daily basis. Now, he doesn't really run into people that have issues with him. Well, yeah, I imagine a state trooper would have less... Right, but I'm, he just he's at an event right now in D.C. He's at like a 10K running event or something. Mm-hmm. I guess they're protesting down there right now. It's just they're protesting the for run? For what? Yeah, exactly. No, I don't know. I don't know what they're protesting for, but he sent me a Snapchat of them protesting. He was like, oh, these dumb liberals. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I mean, there's there's certain people that their political views are... They, it takes over their lives. They, 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 they let it control them. Oh, and they follow all these other these other people um, without actually having real education uh, on what's happening in this world. Like, people just bother me. <laughs> okay, people bother me. Great way to go out. <laughs> Thank you for doing the show. This is a lot of fun. I like this. Yeah. I don't know a lot of this stuff about you. This is great. Oh, well, we can go for an hour or something. <laughs>